This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning comic book store, Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska. And listeners like you, head to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate or check us out at Patreon backslash TwoHeadedNerd. Yes? Ho, ho, ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? You jolly devil. Coming to you live from the ziggurat cavern deep below the metro area of Omaha, Nebraska. It is THN, cover to cover. We're doing it live for Saturday, February 5th. We got Valentine's Day coming up, and I want to introduce to you my partner, my lover, my uh, my other self, Mr. Joe Patrick, sitting across from me. My name is Matt Bomb, folks, and I'm in love. I'm not afraid to say it. Joe Patrick, reciprocate my love now on the internet Aww. in front of everyone. Do it. I love you. Uh, I'm the internet's Joe Patrick. Here's how it works. Every Saturday morning at 11 o'clock Central Time, Matt and I go live on our Facebook page and on Zoom to wrap about the week's new comics, nerd news, movies, TV, and of course, the question of the week live with our listeners. It's true. It's a live show, so we need you to play along. Otherwise, we don't have a show. So please jump into our Zoom. You can find that link at the top of our live stream on the Facebook or you can call us at 402-819-4894. We also have a Facebook Call Now button. Or you can chat with us in the Facebook Live chat if you want to get in on this action. If you can't call in live, leave us a message on the phone number or send an MP3 to TwoHeadedNerd at gmail.com. Before we open these phone lines, Joey, we like to editorialize a bit about some news that we have been following. And we have got some news this week. It's not just news. We call it nerd news. Nerd news. Ooh, man, that gave me a little tingle. Yeah. We're going to start off by talking about the second grader with the comic pro hustle. Every week we read another post or series of tweets about how hard it is to break into comics these days. Well, an eight-year-old in Boise, Idaho, took matters into his own hands and got his big break. Second grader Dylan Helbig snuck his 80-page graphic novel, The Adventures of Dylan Helbig's Crimis, <laughs> into his local library, where librarians quickly noticed but agreed to add the book to the collection. If you want to read the comic, you will need to get in line as there are currently 102 names on the waiting list to check out this one-of-a-kind comic book signed by Dylan, quote, his self. So there you go. And to quote, quit whining, peeps. You want to get uh, your comic out there? Sneak it into the library. This is how it works. How great is this? That a kid his age, not only did he have the moxie to uh, get uh, sneak his book onto the shelf of his local library or school library or whatever library it was. Did he just bypass Indiegogo? Bypass Kickstarter? Also, <laughs> he, he completed an entire 80-page graphic novel. Which, like, look, I drew my own comics as a kid. I started a little bit later than second grade, but I can I can assure you, I never completed a single normal size comic story, let alone an eighty page opus. Oh, I absolutely did as a kid. And going back and look at it, it's terrible. <laughs> oh well, yeah, no, they're all terrible. Uh, I, no, my problem was that I just kept I just kept coming up with new th stories or wanting to draw other characters, and so I just never focused enough on anyone to finish. Gotcha. But Dylan is like, no, this is my story. I'm going to tell my story. He did it. And it, that is the kind that is the kind of gumption 
that I think all young comic pros should have these days. It's hot stuff. I'll tell you what. Good for shout you, kid. Out to, shout out to Dylan. Go Great get him, job. Dylan. My comic at his age was just me routinely trying to save Punky Brewster and kiss her over and over and over again. It was crazy. Uh, Dylan, send us a review copy and we'll talk about it on Take a Look at Santa Book. I think there's only one. So, And there's a list of 102 people that want to uh, No, I need a, P- a PDF. <laughs> I need a PDF. No watermark, uh, please. Yeah, it's right. hard enough. In Sony Spider-Man news, Dakota Johnson has been cast as Madam Web for a solo film. Or... Is it Spider-Woman? Clickbait? Spider-Man No Way Home is on its way to becoming one of the most profitable movies of all time, and Sony is finally listening to fan outcry and giving webheads what they've been asking for. A Madam Web spinoff movie starring Fifty Shades of Grey actress Dakota Johnson, Joe Patrick, isn't Madam Web really old and confined to a chair? <laughs> well, that's just okay. Listen, you got to let go of the confined to a chair thing. We're talking about Hollywood. She can be in a chair all she wants. I get it. There she is in all her glory. Yeah, that's her. Miss Madam Web, first appearance, Amazing Spider Man 210, created by J.R. Jr. and Denny O'Neill. Tell us a little bit about Madam Web, Joe. All right. Uh, so Madam Webb is a uh, a woman named Cassandra Webb with two Bs. Right. Why Madam Webb doesn't have two Bs, I couldn't tell you, but whatever. <laughs> uh, she was an elderly woman. She suffered from a, uh, a very real, like a, it's a real life neuromuscular condition uh, known as myasthenia gravis, which causes muscular uh, degeneration. Uh, she also had it in her eyes, which is why she was blind. Uh, as a result of her condition, uh, she uh, was blind. She wore a blindfold uh, because that's just badass uh, to hide her eyes. I like to think that under there it was a real, it was a real freak show. Well, but I they're going for that, you know, like ancient Greek or blind oracle. Thing. I understand what they're going for, but it says here that she did it to hide her eyes. It's like, why would you need to? Because they're your gross. Eyes? Put on, I think, I think they're just creepy. put on sunglasses. Nah, they're creepy. Uh, this is like, look, I don't mean to be uh, like, I don't mean to be insensitive to anybody out here, out there that might have myasthenia gravis. We don't but want to upset anybody was, with powers to see the future either. Well, right, yeah. <laughs> All uh, those oracles listening. This is, well, we're not oracles. Here's the, here's the thing, though. She is a mutant. and uh, Is she a mutant? Yes, yeah, she is a mutant that had the powers of precognition and clairvoyance, as well as telepathy. That's very... Those are all very useful powers. So like destiny minus destiny plus telepathy, I guess. I suppose. Yeah. Um, She met Peter Parker uh, when she helped him find a kidnapping victim. Uh, She got hurt during one of his fights with the juggernaut. Bad place for a bad place for a gal like Madam Web to be. I guess. Uh, In between Spider-Man and the juggernaut. Um, She uh, almost immediately used her mental powers to ferret out his secret identity. Which is just a real dick move. Yeah, rude. <laughs> um, and then she would eventually go on to mentor a number of spider heroines. Uh, there was the second, uh, no, pardon me, the third spider woman who was J. Jonah Jameson's niece uh, who dead, had the right? gross spider legs. Yeah, she's dead. Yeah, she's dead. Uh, good because she was awful. She's gross yeah. character. Gross. Not her fault. Um, not her fault, Joe. Let's I not, get right. On. I suppose I give guess. give the girl a break. <laughs> uh, she was the grandmother. Uh, oh, this is news to me. It says here she's the grandmother of the fourth Spider Woman, a girl named Charlotte Witter. I have no idea who that is. Oh, okay. Yes, I've seen this woman. I believe she's a villain, actually. But all, you know, like she also worked with Aranya and Julia Carpenter, and that's kind of. Where this story is taking a turn, uh, Newsarama is speculating 
like obviously Madam Web, as we know her, is old, but in the comics, Madam Web dies and Julia Carpenter becomes the new Madam Web. So maybe Dakota Johnson is playing Julia Carpenter. Okay, well, let me ask you this. Let's thank you for that, by the way. Uh, yeah. One, do you love Madam Web? Two, do you love Madam Web so much? that you want to watch a Madam Web movie. <laughs> Look, man, uh, like, I don't really feel like we need to spend any, we need to waste any time talking about how dumb Sony's plan is for, <laughs> Come the, ex- on. for the, uh, for Sony's universe of Marvel right. characters like, or whatever the f- it's called. I love Craven um, the Hunter. I'm a huge Craven the Hunter fan. You know what I don't need? A Craven the Hunter centric yeah. film. If you want to put Craven the Hunter in a Spider-Man movie, interested, sure. but like, the adventures of young Craven being badass and doing Craven stuff and not no, even mentioning I, I will say that I will say this as as this kind of uh, this rumor is kind of Spider Woman adjacent. If right. they are making a Spider Woman movie, which is also rumored, then I would be cool with Madam Web showing up in a Spider Woman movie. But why would we need a Madam Web solo film? Yeah, Olivia Wilde is in talks or whatever or. Who knows? Gossipy tied to making some type of Spider-Woman film. So Madam Web and Spider-Woman in separate films. I, this just strikes seems me like very silly. Sony's uh, writer's room is just like, whoa, look at all this money we got. What can we make next? Like, oh, uh, the Stegron movie. Let's green like the Stegron movie. Here we go. Look, you know? I, look, I mean, we're we're about to get a Morbius movie. So what it's do true. I know? It's uh, like it, Sony, Sony's just like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. We, look, we got to We got to capitalize on this Spider-Man, uh, these Spider-Man ties somehow. Might as well do it. They're throwing spider adjacent characters against the yes. wall. Yes, uh, like a why? Like it just doesn't make any sense to no. make a Madam Web movie to me. Like it yeah. makes more sense to me to make a Black Cat Silver Sable movie than it does to make a Madam Web movie. Right? Yeah, and and I find it hard to believe that like this is a passion project for Dakota Johnson. She's like, oh, I'm just no. I think she really. I Madam think Web. she really <laughs> loves Madam Web. Like really loves. But uh, Julia Carpenter also. I think I kind of glossed over that. But uh, Julia Carpenter was the second Spider Woman. She first appeared in uh, Secret Wars, uh, the original Secret Wars, and she had the black costume yeah. uh, design pre uh, Secret Wars Eight. I well, love that spider actually no I, you know what i we 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 figured it out uh, uh, amazing spider-man 252 came out almost a year before that yeah eight months <laughs> yeah um and so uh but i think in in the story they explained that maybe he was subconsciously inspired by her costume to come up with that you know on battle world or whatever okay <laughs> anyway, um, she was the second Spider Woman. She became an. She was a member of the West Coast Avengers. She's a single mom. I love you her. like Julia Carpenter. Is a great character. I love I just, Julia Carpenter. I just she's got psychic webs. I don't know even even know what that means. Yeah, and you know what I don't need Julia Carpenter movie. And I love Julia Carpenter. <laughs> don't need it. I don't need any of this. It's just. Ugh. I I hope this is rumor because there's just look. I, there's no way this kicks ass, right? There just isn't. <laughs> I mean, sorry. why not? Uh, there's so look. many better female characters they can introduce. Like you, the Black Cat, Silver Sable. And I don't even really care about those. But they would be much more interesting than Madam Web unless they're going to completely change and do something bizarre with this character so she won't even be recognizable anymore, which is probably what you have to do to make the movie. Uh, I mean, look, uh, my philosophy on this now these days is they're going to do what they're going to do. And there's no reason to assume it will be bad. Like, okay. th- like it, it might, what if it's good? If it's good, then great. Yeah. Just like the, like I'm not rooting movies. for it to fail or anything. It's just, 
no, not just like the Venom movie. If it's good, it's good. Like there's no, there's no shame in admitting it. Fair enough. It's just, I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah. I just don't know why. This is bizarre. Finally, Judgment Day is coming for Marvel's mutants. In a desperate bid to make the Eternals more relevant, Marvel is giving them a new enemy and possibly a new status quo for the X-Men as deviants? Yeah. Marvel has been teasing Judgment Day for a few weeks now, but on February 1st, they dropped a promo image by series artist Dustin Weaver. Marvel has been teasing Judgment Day for weeks now, but on February 1st, they dropped a promo image by series artist Dustin Weaver showing the X-Men squaring off with the Eternals and the Avengers stuck in the middle. An official press release said, quote, the Eternals will be learning more about their place in the universe, including a devastating truth about mutant kind, Oof. which will lead them to target the recently created mutant nation of Krakoa. The secret Marvel is referring to from hints given recently and even years ago that mutant kind is more connected to the Eternals than we thought. They are, at least in the Eternals beliefs, part of the deviant race, which are their lifelong enemies, end quote. I'm calling it right now. That is a swerve. I think that the um, mutants being deviants is going to be whatever pits the Eternals against the mutants. Yeah. It's going to be some sort of ploy. Uh, that's right. my guess, though. Yeah, you can't. It, that, okay, and that's where I wanted to go with this. Like, do we buy this? If if they say full on, yep, deviants, they're mutants. They're, they're mutants or deviants. Deviants are mutants. That's where they came from. That upends quite a bit of mutant continuity. <laughs> so, not, right? I mean, not, it, it depends. I mean, you've it got like apocalypse and stuff it. like way back in the day. Like, I well, mean. But yeah, the deviants have been around forever. I the guess deviants that's true. have been around forever. I guess ever. that's true. Yeah. I, I I need to know more about the deviants before I make that judgment call. Like it, it would be one thing if they said, oh, the, uh, the mutants are secretly eternals. No. That's a no because we know that the uh, we know that mutants are not immortal billion year old beings, right? Right? They're 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 human beings with right. secret genetics. Now deviants, I don't know enough about the deviants to say, oh well, they could just be like a branch of deviants. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but it does also smack of um, Marvel saying uh, we really need to make the Inhumans more popular, yeah. and we don't want to use the X Men because we're mad at Fox. Right um, now, there's no reason for Marvel to be mad at anybody because they have the X Men back, but they do have an invest. Uh, they do have a vested interest in promoting the Eternals. True. Um, this is due s this summer. It's written by Kieran Gillen. Uh, and uh, Den Dustin Weaver is not the series artist, but he no. did draw that pinup. Um, it is going to be drawn by Valerio Schiti, who just drew Inferno and Marte Garcia, or Gracia, pardon me. There is also a tease of a fourth force that will, and I believe this was capitalized, uh, Judge the Marvel U, which must mean Arishem the Judge. Oh, it's got to be a only, Cosmic Ghost Rider. Come on. The, uh, it's the only uh, <laughs> celestial anybody can uh, call out by name. I think it's the Living Aura. Tribunal. The Living Tribunal is going to show up. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. We don't need to read these quotes, right? Well, the um, one quote is like the Druig quote where he says, for a million years, Earth has been protected from the deviants, but we made a mistake. We missed some. The mutants. Ooh. Oh, right. Yes. Does this make us care about the Eternals anymore? Like we we read the Kieran Gillen Eternals and we liked it. It, it. We're like, this is really good. But we, we were all kind of, agreed. No, we were ambivalent about it. Well, that's what I'm saying. We all agreed. 
I don't know if I need to read any more. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, no, I, I think that if you go back and listen, Brian Domingos will be on in a minute and he will remind us that I don't think we really liked it. No, I mean, I guess um, I liked I liked the story, the plot, what he did with it, the idea for the the Eternals. By the end of it, I was like, OK, this is this is more. Eternal uh, than I, I just I, I think where I think it comes down to where we all landed at the end of that review. And that is that the Eternals are not very interesting. Yeah. And not even Jack Kirby could make them interesting. Yeah. We'll see. Um, the free comic book day Avengers X-Men uh, special will lay the groundwork that will quote unquote drastically alter their relationship. Of course it will just like every Avengers versus X-Men story they've right. ever told. Right. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's their big event for the year. Whatever. I'm into it. Well, it's, and we like him fine. and he's writing yeah. Eternals. He's writing immortal X-Men. So this, writes itself basically well, and Gillen has written the x-men before yeah you know he wrote uncanny x-men for a while like so like yeah this is it'll be i'm sure it'll be at at a bare minimum it'll be fine yeah it'll be um, interesting. do i do i am i like super pumped about it like i have been for some other events in the past no if but, at the end of this whatever mutants are deviants how do you feel do you feel differently about the mutants does that upset you uh no why yeah me either some people freaked out they were like, it doesn't, do uh, that, like, it, it doesn't, here's the thing, man. I'm too old for that shit. Yeah. Like it doesn't ultimately doesn't mean anything. They're just buzzwords. That's like saying, uh, no, you know what I it is? Know. It's okay. It's exactly like as we collected, you know, uh, fossil records of humankind, we thought right. that Neanderthals and, you know, Homo habilis, they were like, oh yeah, Neanderthals were totally separate and whatever. And they just died. They just disappeared. No. In fact, they, we bred together Evolved. and we right. all have yes. some Neanderthals. Like you could just do that. Yeah, sure. Right. Deviants, and like, it's like, been around it's forever. Like, they became mutants later on. Okay. It's like calling Namor a mutant. Does it make me mad? No. What makes me mad is when they say that Namor was the first mutant because we all know that's bullshit. Apocalypse. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, I don't even know if apocalypse. But then we the found out that movie. was bullshit. <laughs> yeah, but like, don't don't come at me saying don't come at me saying that Namor is the first mutant. That's dumb. Yeah. If you want to tell me Namor is a mutant, fine. It doesn't make me mad. Right. If they say that the uh, the mutants were evolved from deviants, fine. Who cares? Yeah, I don't care. This I I do think this will be fun. Though. All right, let's get into our question of the week, and then let's open these damn phone lines. Okay. Uh, this week's question was inspired by this week's cosmic longbox theme. We want to know. What is your favorite comic book trial? Now, this could be a court trial, like we reviewed on the show, or it could be a trial by combat. Yeah, any trial. You know, nothing metaphorical like trial by fire. That's too abstract. It, it's like it's ill. It's ill defined. There's got to right? be a judge. Like, There's got to be a judge, and the hero has trial. To. Trial by combat or a trial in court. What is your favorite comic right. book the trial? Hero or villain is standing on trial for something they did. Let's get into it. Brian Domingos, I'm asking to unmute you. How are we, buddy? There he is. Hey, now, what's going on? What's happening? Um, I personally have an issue with the deviant thing in the mutants because I think the Eternals are dumb. So I don't, <laughs> I don't like, disagree. Don't, don't get don't get your stuff that nobody wants and stuff that people like. I don't, they're, yeah. you know. I, I do agree with like, that. Like, if you do decide, yeah, that's like, fair. That's mutants fair. are deviants. I don't instantly go, oh, well, shit, I gotta read Eternals comics now. <laughs> yeah, it's like, cool. I still don't know what a deviant is. Like, right. I read the six issue thing. Um, I'm good never looking at it again. I've got that 200 hour movie on for free on my TV box and someday I'm going to watch it, but 
I can't seem to find anyone in my household who has any interest in watching it. Um, despite seeing not, all of the other Marvel movies. The movie doesn't movies. do a good job spelling out who the Deviants are either. They just cool. they sort of mention they're there. They do this thing. They're good. the enemies of the Eternals. They go, <laughs> good to, good right. to know. So definitely cram that shit into my X-Men comics, which <laughs> at the moment are um, treading water as is. Because the like Hickman being like, all right, guys, I'm, I'm busy and I'm going to go take money from some um, dubious company to do online comics and enjoy. And then everyone else right. is like, how about, how about we never progress this plot line? What right. do you think? Right. Let's, let's keep it where it is. Cause it's, yeah, yeah. it's not, it's not giving me any hope at the moment. Um, <clears throat> the, uh, I've been, I'm up to date on peacemaker. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this week's episode was the weakest of the bunch. Um, it's very like, it was very middle. I don't disagree. Feeling, like, um, and I thought the music was kind of, bad this episode which was unusual you know i also did not really love the music in this episode yeah it felt kind of filler right i mean like not the music but the whole episode felt kind of filler and i will say the other ones haven't the other ones have not they haven't been heavy-handed in like pushing the story but they have pushed the story gently and this one was kind of filler episode it it was a you know and, and this i mean this always happens in in most stories of like the middle, they're kind of like doing a little they, because they had they ended on a cliffhanger in the previous one, and then they are, you know, it's sort of that cliffhanger resolved itself really too easily in a weird way. Mm, yeah, um, yeah, and you know, and it was like, oh, that's not a big deal. It's like, oh, because I really wanted to know what happened, and they just like moved on. We should mention um, we're not no and, spoilers here. Let's keep it real broad. So yeah, no, I, already, no, I, we, I already told everybody we were spoiling it. Well, just no, but I mean, like, yeah, this I, episode just happened. Some people haven't seen it yet, so. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I don't think you need to get the specifics, but right. the, there was the song that they did, because he usually accents the scenes with music that, like, hit in a good way, and that, I don't remember I don't remember what the song was, but, like, it was the, the point where I looked up, like, my wife and I both looked up, like, the song is not good. Like, it was a bad, like, it felt like, I don't, like, Avenge Sevenfold, like, that kind of, like, yeah. crappy yeah, metal. Yes, right. You know, like, that, That's like, ugh. Metalcore like, is what they call it, and, uh, yeah, like that, that I don't want to, don't come at me, I'm just not a fan. <laughs> I call it butt then, rock. I mean, and, and butt rock's this different. series has been great oh. at using, you know, having Christopher Smith be like, he's, it's like shithead rock, like, that is like his, yeah. it is like gross, stale beer, yeah. kick-ass bad rock hair and metal hair really metal fun. and cheese yeah hair metal and like cheese ball pop metal and stuff you know and i then, will say yeah. that i will say this though when he sat down and he played uh, what was that home sweet home i think it was home sweet home that yeah, he was playing the- on the piano i was like oh man like i i was like oh that's very moving <laughs> and he I played, think- like he really played that yeah yeah like i i think if that hadn't been with such like a flat episode it would have hit a little more like sure. it just was like yeah. Not a lot going on. These and then here we're gonna do an entire Motley Crue song because you guys love Motley Crue. It's like I, I kind of like the theme song is like so fun because it's like I've never heard that song in my life. You know, like all of these songs feel like deep, deep, deep cuts of like weird things that are like kind of cool, but they're bad, but kind of cool. And that was like here's some Motley Crue. It's like I don't really like Motley Crue guys. Like. <laughs> Okay, sure. like, great. This episode's over. When's episode seven? Like, I'm yeah. ready for the next one. Yeah. It just, it was kind of a uh, yeah. Like, I, I, I listened, I, like, I found the James Gunn's official um, Spotify playlist for, for Peacemaker that he, like, adds to as, as the weeks go by. And it is, like, 
5% songs I have literally never heard before in my entire life. You guys, you guys yeah, didn't like grow up almost, on hair metal. I mean, come on. <laughs> they, they feel like they are, you know, it's like one of those things where they're, they're made specific. Like they feel like they're made for the show, but like they pretend they're real. You know, that, that kind of trope of like, yeah, you know, like, like that thing you do, it's like, Oh, that sound, that song sounds really familiar. It's like, sure, I wrote it. Right, that sounds right. really familiar. Right. Um, but um, I'm looking forward to the next episode because it's pretty entertaining. And um, mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I'm enjoying it more than I thought I would after the, uh, I mean, it is very gory and like, it's, it's gross and I don't like the gross stuff, but. Oh, I love um, the gore. I'm always down for good gore. It's ugh, like su- the suicide squad was so gross. Like yeah. this is like, and it was on yeah. purpose and I get and it. And it wasn't like saw gross. It was like, um, no, it was like uh, snot and like pus gross. <laughs> you know, like, like, ah, yeah. I, what, what's that? The, uh, what ba- is a bad taste? Like the Peter Jackson movie. Yeah, totally. Mm. Yeah. It's like that kind of gross. Like yeah. it's gross. It's orange blood. Like it's not real blood. Right. Um, that kind of thing. So I, you know, but I'm, I'm taking it all in and it's, it's been, um, largely good. And, uh, for a answer to the question of the week, um, I'm going to stay on brand, and I love the uh, the fight between Zealot and Voodoo in Wildcats number 25. They're on Kara, and it's like sister against sister, yeah. and Zealot has gone total yeah. fascist, yeah. Karen, Coda warrior, and um, Voodoo finds out that she is a – she knew she was like a mix of Daemonite and Caribou, but now she's like a half-breed, and they don't want her, and she's like lesser than, and she has to live in the slum. And she, they had like this big, long, beautiful Travis Charest fight. Yeah. And it's um, amazing. I think it even, I think it continues like page to page. Like, even though it's, you know, it's like two page spreads that lead into the next two page spread. And yeah. Um, and at the end, like, she's all bloody and she's like, oh, hey, like, come, you know, somebody help me. And everyone like recoils because they don't want to touch her blood. And it's so, you know, they're so like racist. Yeah. And um, it's a real like Alan Moore blowing up the team. Oh, yeah. It, it was, was really fan- fun. Fantastic. Choice. Uh, I love that point. Just real quick before we move on, Brian, uh, we've got a uh, breaking news that cannot go unaddressed. Um, Casey oh, no. Baum is in this the is chat false. saying that Matt wants no spoilers because we didn't watch this week's episode of Peacemaker. This is false. Um, I would bed. like you to name one thing that happens in the <laughs> Peacemaker episode other than the things we already talked about. No, I said oh. no spoilers. So eat one it. thing, Brian, good to talk to you, man. We're going to move any one thing, Jared Savitas next because Joe Patrick demanded it. I mean, Wooly Toots has the day off. We've got to take advantage of it. I'm trying to ask him to unmute here. There we go. I think I believe he has a day off because he's got oh, the I, I have the to cron. choose to be unmuted. <laughs> hey, how we What's doing? Wooly Toots. Uh, hey, how are you boys? Yeah, you know. Doing good, doing good. Hanging in. Good, good, good. Hey, I got a list of seven items I want to mention Whoa. or <laughs> even talk about. All right, I we got a truck through them. We've got a lot of people. Focus on. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so real quick, um, Jeff Smith is relaunching the Tukey Kickstarter for people that missed it the first time. Oh, nice. Very nice. Uh, Yeah. I got my Uh, hardcover. It's super sexy. Is it? And I got the signed one. Yeah, it's beautiful. Nice. Nice. I just went digital, man. I'm a, look, I'm a, you know, I'm a low rent comic fan. Oh, it's too nice looking. (laughs) I had to do it. Uh, uh, Speaking of Kickstarters, I also kickstarted Carrie Nord's new comic called folklore oh so if you guys want to review that when i get my hands on the uh copies i'll i'll send it your way i didn't know that was it, a thing i do love carrie oh Nord, dude yeah, i love yeah, carrie yeah. Nord, yeah yeah man it looks gorgeous nice uh, there's a big emphasis on the main character naked 
Um, that doesn't bother me. So like a lot of the variants are like naked nude covers and stuff like that. Cause there's like a ton of like guest artist uh, variants and stuff. Ooh. I'm looking and, at, uh, yeah, I'm looking at this now. It looks wild. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it looks great. Yeah. Uh, so there, Hey, look, we've already knocked two of them down. Uh, third, uh, much like what was it? Uh, uh, JD that mentioned shadow and bone last week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I was glad somebody mentioned a new show and then I wanted to follow that up because no one has called in and talked about that league of legends, arcane animated series. Have you guys oh, watched you know, it? It's I've, amazing. I've never seen it. I, I haven't. It's amazing. It, it is gorgeous. The only reason I, I didn't, cause I was like, Oh, league of legends. I don't know shit about that. I don't you know, know shit. About but I, but I've heard, man. I've heard it doesn't matter. I heard it was great. Going cold. Yeah. Going cold. Going cold. I'm telling you, it's, it's amazing. The animation is amazing. And the way they mix like, uh, music with the different styles of like the, the action scenes are, are incredible. There's there's a couple that I like rewatched over and over again because they were so they're just I I don't know man I, I'm a, I'm a loss of words how good it is. Hey, I like it. I'll, um, I'll check it out. Fair enough. Okay, now I'm moving on to comics. Okay, here we go. Uh, so I you know right now I'm like knee deep in. Um, older books the most recent book i'm reading right now is that uh black panther in space um it's great that run was fun right daniel kuna drew yeah. it daniel mm-hmm. kuna it's blowing me away because i read um that's uh nisi coates right yep yep i read his first black panther stuff i didn't like it it started um, a little slow i i, I, I don't like disagree it stuff, started a little this slow space stuff is fun man it's cool yeah when they got into the whole galactic Wakandan yeah, like, that's race wild, that's just man. been out there, cut off, mm-hmm. and like, and they just thought like, I don't know, we just live in space. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. really good. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, but uh, I, man, I can't get enough of uh, Golden Age, not no Bronze Age, Marvel Comics when they like got rid of the um, code. And they started doing monster stuff. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. So. Oh um, yeah. They. I recently they, picked they up said, all. Screw you, comics code. Yeah. I recently picked up all of Man Thing, but now I'm. Uh, that run. And I'm not going to touch so it much. Yet. Oh my god. I'm in. Uh, I'm reading the complete uh, Man Wolf stuff right now, and. <laughs> man Wolf. A little harder earlier, to get dude? through. <laughs> you, you mentioned Craven earlier. The yeah. next issue I'm reading is. Um, uh, Creatures on the Loose 32 at where Craven hunts Man-Wolf. Nice. Like, how awesome is that? Um, we have read some Man-Wolf stuff on the show. And <laughs> I will say, while, like back in the day, I could see it being cheesy, fun, and it's fun to laugh at, I can't say that it's good. <laughs> hey, man. I, I would say the man the thing stuff, that's, the man thing, thing run, I love. I the love Steve it. Gerber stuff? Oh, that's yeah. what I picked up. Oh, yeah. volumes of that. So good. Yeah, and even like the like Marvel uh, like the Frankenstein book they put out was great. Tomb of Dracula. Oh my I'll god! I'll probably move on so to that. Great, I, man. I have a I, for some reason I don't want to go into Tomb. Oh, Tomb of Dracula. I hear kicks that it's ass, dude. Kind of a slog, dude. I mean, I hear the way he writes it is kind of a slog. Yeah, he's writing it like a Hammer film at first, but then I feel like they start to go. All right, we need this to sell. Let's bring Spider Man in. Let's bring yeah, you know, yeah, like, and they yeah. start injecting they more Marvel stuff, and it gets very yeah. superhero. But yeah. Dracula always talks like Christopher Plummer, you know, from I've touched a little bit of (laughs) Christopher Lee crossover with like uh, werewolf by night and stuff. Yeah. Uh, And then finally, um, Oh, not finally. I'm also reading the, um, 
uh, Marvel Masterworks uh, X Men, starting from Giant X Men and going forward. Nice. Which I've I've only dipped my toes into that, you know, like Days of Future Past and Phoenix stuff, right. and right. But I haven't gone all the way through. I can't believe I haven't read the Savage Land stuff. Like when they go back in, dude. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, that's the stuff that made me when love they, like, the Savage. It, 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 and the it's volcano. like, it, like Man, Storm damn. was like. It, like first chance she got to take her top off, she was like, "Yes." She does it all the time, yeah, dude. man. I know. I can't get over how hot Storm is. She's body radiation. positive, you and, guys. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> and how no, cool, she's she's uh, free. She's free and footloose and fancy free. And how cool! Like Kurt Wagner is super great. Yeah. Like what a great character. And like, yeah, he, he pulls it out every single time. Everybody else is like struggling. Oh man, boop boop. Kurt's got it, and he's laughing about it, and he's smiling. I'm gonna and, go as far as to argue that, like, I love Nightcrawler because of those issues, and I don't I think see why anyone has done really good work with Kurt, like as like hero that's full. Well, that's not true. That last Simon Spurrier uh, X Men thing that he did with Nightcrawler, the book of uh, no X. way of X, you did not care for that. No, I ended up liking it. At first, it, it slowed down a little bit, but by the end, I really liked it. And God say toots. God save me. It was from, a good thing to do for Nightcrawler. But from Matt telling like, me, <laughs> from from Matt telling me that he didn't like something during a review, and then even two months later telling me he did. I even uh, mentioned hey. Way of X in like one of my best <laughs> miniseries in our Beppos and stuff. By the end of it, I really liked it. But I don't hmm. feel like people, earlier in this episode you talked about how much you liked Eternals when we all agreed that the Eternals book was not great. And I mentioned I liked the plot and the idea. And by the uh -huh. end, we were yeah. done. Okay, regardless. What I'm saying here is I don't feel like anybody's done anything kick-ass with Nightcrawler for a long time. I feel like he's been a side he's character. He's super great in this yeah, series. And he was I can't so good it. back then. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, and then uh, have you guys read any of the Bad Idea comics? I mean, I know that the, no. they, they I've never seen one. No. no. I, I went to Legend and I picked up all of uh, Odin's Eye. And uh, Which one is I that? I haven't read Who it did yet that? because I'm knee-deep in these other three series I just talked about. But uh, I can't wait to jump into it. Who did uh, Odin's Eye? Uh, Thomas Guerrero is the artist. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know how you say his damn last name. And I couldn't tell you who wrote it because I don't care. If he's, if he's drawn it and it's about gods and giants. Yeah. And Josh, I always call them. I'm in. I always call them Giarello. Yeah. Thomas Giarello. Josh yeah. Dysart and, to and Tomas Giarello. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, this art looks incredible. Jesus. Right? Well, his artwork always, is always incredible. Oh, so. wow. Yeah. This is gorgeous. Yeah, I don't know. Like, Bad Idea was one of those things where it's like, I, I pretty much stopped reading physical comic books new. I, I mean, get it. To keep up, we Me too, have really. to read a lot of PDF review stuff, and Bad Idea is yeah. not doing that. And good for them. They're, they're going for their Yeah, team. I mean, it's, their, it's certainly their choice. Um, but, and I, I don't think they actually folded. I think they. I think it's one of their, it's one of their many ill-advised marketing ideas yeah. where they said, guess what? We're coming to you. Bad idea. It's coming. It's a countdown. You have to click the button one million times right. before we tell you our bad idea. Here's our bad idea. 20 stores. No digital. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just kidding. No 60 reprints. stores now. Yeah. yeah. And no, re no trades. Right. Um, and now, it, and now they're doing this thing. It's like, uh, it's the end of bad idea. Guys. Yeah, they keep going. It's bad idea is ba canceled, <laughs> or is it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow. And I think I think it's just like they, I think it, they're just doing this. Yeah, thing where it's all it, marketing. They're, they're going to uh, reveal a new wave of books. They keep saying but, this is the end. It's all over. This was a terrible idea. It's a bad idea. And then like worse idea. Let's do it again. So <laughs> it's it's all part of it. But it's awesome, Jared. It is good to talk to you, brother. We're going to keep hey, moving here. Yeah. 
All right, man. Buddy. We'll, we'll talk to time. It's always two time as far as I'm concerned. Let's get uh, our man on the streets, Damon Chan, in here. Nice of him to actually show up and not just chat. Damon, how uh, are Carl, you, bro? Oh, hey. Carl Smith Hello. blew into the chat saying, hey, Todd and Tyler, which is a joke that you only understand <laughs> if you live in the tri-state area. Oh, Jesus. I'm not going to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, hey, guys, what's going on? Hey, buddy. All right. Yeah, so uh, I was going to talk about Peacemaker, but I guess uh, I got to keep it down low for, uh, I guess, one of one of you two guys. You didn't watch an episode. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. <laughs> it's all good. Well, all I was going to say about um, Peacemaker, just on a whole, it's just, it's just like everyone's been saying, it's just a fantastic show. Mm -hmm. uh, it's one of the few shows that I've been like actually just speculating, theorizing every time there's an end of an episode. And I have to say this, like, without getting into specifics, I actually thought this week's episode was pretty, like, uh, like I don't know it actually felt like a lot of shit happened <laughs> this episode um, particularly with yeah, the police station um, yes uh, I mean I don't know I, I, I kind of see where Brian was coming from but I like I finished this ep like I was really like pumped at the end of this episode I was like oh no you know yeah. and, and like You're looking real bad <laughs> um, now, I, like I agree I wasn't as big of a, a, a as big a fan of of the of the music in the episode yeah I agree with that totally but um but yeah no like I I still really loved it and like I loved I loved the um the resolution of the cliffhanger from last week which I was mm -hmm. like oh no they're gonna kill tasty her name yep. is not tasty no um, <laughs> uh, it's not, it's Neota or no, Neota is her name. I forget. Um, yeah, he's Leota. Yeah. Uh -huh. But, um, but yeah, I was like, I would like, it's gonna, it's, it's bad. It's bad. Things are bad. And then it's like, oh, it's not so bad. It's just bad in a different way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, now, and then now it's very, very bad. All around to say the least, which makes me wonder about, I know they're setting up, obviously this is going to lead to a showdown and then the whole thing with his dad and you know, that that's a whole other the kettle of shit that Peacemaker is going to have to deal with. Yes, yes. <laughs> How many episodes are left in yeah. this? Um, two, it is eight episodes. Okay. Yeah, so okay. two, I believe. Two left. Uh, are the? I think uh, it's it's the last one is. So uh, we're the, they're right with like Book of Boba Fett ending at the same time. Then basically, yeah. Okay, roughly. Right. Book of yeah. Boba Fett. I heard is next week is the finale. That's yeah. it. Yeah, and actually, I'll switch topics. I know we got to like move around quickly. I did want to talk about that as well. Uh, the seventeenth um, is the Peacemaker finale. So yeah, yeah Book of weeks. Boba Fett has made some choices in the last yeah. two episodes, and it's I have complex feelings because like uh, yeah. I my com my feelings are very simple. I fucking love it. See, um, and I, I don't care. I very much I, like what, like seeing what we saw. That was very cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, what a narrative mess. <laughs> like, uh, all right. Look, what a complete listen, narrative mess right come, now. Look, full, look, full spoilers for book of Boba Fett. I'm not mm -hmm. pussyfooting around this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, there's no way to talk about it. Um, it, no. uh, the, the last two episodes of the book of Boba Fett have essentially been episodes of the Mandalorian. Yeah. And, um, pilot. Yeah. <laughs> season three. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like uh, it's like Mandalorian season 2.5. And, um, I am 100% here for it because in that last episode, when those doors open, and the music mm -hmm. went wow wow. I like I had a like my I had a physical reaction. Like something happened <laughs> to my physical being. Um, and from then on, I was just like smiles the, the for the next two weeks straight. Um, but uh, this week, this week, so much packed in this week. 
They did. Um, like things I never thought we would see until the, a proper Mandalorian season. We yeah, got to see Grogu. That's what's we so weird about it. That, that's see, yeah. And I'm not saying I don't like that stuff. That's just like, not just that. Timothy Oliphant's back and, oh, Cad Bane Cad showed Bane, up and yeah. stuff. Like, oh, free out. First live action appearance of Cad Bane. I screamed when, when he showed up in the desert. <laughs> in one episode of the Book of Boba Fett. Oh, and by the way, how many lines did Boba Fett have in this? Zero. Episode? None. Exactly. None. He literally just looked, and he just <laughs> but, looked like very concerned. And but, that's he it. Like, <laughs> but he did. But he did show. But go. he was in it. He did actually. He was actually in it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as opposed to last week, where he was not. But this, yeah. the uh, next episode is the final episode, mm-hmm. and we're gonna wrap up this whole battle with like I want. I would like yes. to learn a little more about. I mean, evil it's just Wookie. one battle with the syndicate. I would like to learn a little more about you know like some of these characters. I'd like to learn a little bit more oh. about Boba Fett. His name you is wanna, in the well, title of the show. You want to learn? You want to learn more about the Wookiee? Yeah, tell him. Yeah, Doctor Afra. Like he's the, like a major character in Doctor. No, I Afra get that. I'm saying I don't want to read Doctor Afra. You've got him on screen. Show uh, me. There's your, there's your problem. <laughs> Show me. Like, look, everything's they connected. Already, they already gave you the origin, too. bud. Sorry, I, I sorry just you think, didn't. Sorry you didn't read the prequel. I don't know, I, and I have no idea what happened. But it seems like there was a choice to veer away. From the book of Boba Fett and yeah. show this stuff. And I, I, I mean, just, I, 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 I said this last, I said this last week, we're fooling ourselves if we think that this was any sort of sudden decision. Like they knew that this is how they were going to do it. I'm not saying it's anything before about they even decision. planned a single second of the book of Boba I Fett. I think it's a weird decision. And no, it makes I, for a I, narrative think it, mess. I think it seems weird unless you think about the book of Boba Fett as just an extension of the Mandalorian, which is what I've been doing. I, well, like, I, the I, book I, of Boba I, Fett is just a, hold on. Let, it's let just Damon a different corner of the Mandalorian story. Let Damon talk. Well, all I was, all I was going to say is that I remember that, um, when the book of Boba Fett was announced and maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm just misremembering it, but I do remember they said it was supposed to be kind of like the little bridge. Somebody described it as that between the last Mandalorian season and the next so I guess in that yeah. way, it, it kind of worked. Um, the only issue I had was that, yes, the narrative definitely changed. And by the way, uh, full disclosure, I've been entertained by the season for sure. I yes. think there's some decisions that were made in the case of Boba that I think were fantastic, like ideas. Behind yeah. it. I like the idea of Boba Fett kind of finding himself like with the sand people. The only thing personally that I, I, I've had a bit of a criticism for is that it all seemed kind of rushed, particularly that 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 arc, because it felt like, OK, this is the, the most badass bounty hunter. And yes, we know he was stuck in a Sarlacc pit for God knows how long. Right. But he seemed like super nice when he came out, even like the scene like the prisoner and all that. And then maybe that's just our expectations. Um, the truth is, we don't have a lot of dialogue with Boba Fett in any medium. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, we, re- we really yeah. don't know what Boba Fett's personality Correct. is like outside right. of his, you know. Outside of work, you know, right? and a show about him would have been a cool place to learn that. But we've taken two well, episodes we, where we've done an extended step away from the book of Boba Fett. I just don't get yeah, it. Oh, but yeah, but it's but a I mean, we, though, we, and I agree with yeah, like Joe we, we sense, took so. f- we did get four episodes where we got nothing but Boba Fett character. Sure, and like, look, I like I understand the criticism. I get it. I get it. But like. Uh, I also, I also like, as far as like, it seeming like a quick turnaround, as far as his personality, uh, like, A, I agree. We didn't really know anything about Boba Fett 
uh, to begin with. So he may have been a nice guy for all we know. Yeah. Or at least an honorable guy. Yeah, maybe we Correct. just saw, um, we were looking at it through the eyes of the Empire, or pardon me, the rebellion who were like, that he disintegrated guy's a jerk. somebody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> History's told <laughs> by the winners, Vader. folks. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we all, it's also, it is also clear if you watch the show that um, time passed, like some time had passed mm-hmm. in between. Yeah. Um, him getting uh, Jedi and, yeah. him getting sucked into the Sarlacc, and him getting uh, making friends with the Tuscans. Right. Um. So, uh, yeah. I mean, like, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with a character evolution. I, I'm fine with it being kind of fast. Uh, but, like, to me, this is all one. Like, this, all of this stuff with Mandalorian, anything, um, Boba Fett, Mando, whatever, is all the same story. It's all the same story to me. I understand the criticisms, but in my mind, like it's all one thing. So it intersected as well. And uh, uh, on side note, just as because I, I did watch the Bad Bat, I am curious about this is like completely different, but Cad Bane versus Fennec Shan part two, because I do remember that scene, which I really liked in Bad Batch when they kind of faced off against each other. I have I not watched the Bad Batch and, and I get it. Oh. I've heard it's very good and I've heard people yes. dig it. I just, that they, I, every time I try and give it a chance, we go back to this Order 66 stuff and the clones, and, so, and it just oh. raises my hackles. I, I just I, I get that too. The only thing about it is it. that because you're a racist, you're an anti clone racist. <laughs> yeah, an anti clone. You're, yes. you're a clonist. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. The only thing I'll say about that, the last thing I'll say about like that whole clone thing, I used to be like that. Um, and then, especially the movies, because the movies, quite frankly, I, I never liked really any of them. But no. then I watched the animated Clone Wars. And then I kind of discovered that, oh, crap, there was actually a lot of really good story narrative in here, potential I, that I they just never don't explored disagree. in the movies. Don't disagree at all. No. And I know those I, are good. It just, <laughs> I, I just, the stuff it came out of, I, I hate, I hate the prequels. I hate them. Yeah, oh, so I mean, but you hate the execution of the prequels, not necessarily not just all execution. of the I hate all the story. The, I hate the, the ideas lore. that they added. You don't I, hate all of the lore. There's no way you hate all of the lore. The I, Clone Wars is a fun idea. It's a fun thing. Yeah, but that wasn't I, the Clone Wars, the, Joe. The original Clone Wars when the Emperor cloned himself a million times and went out and I killed heard the about Jedis. that as well from the okay? book. But that yeah. is the Clone don't, Wars. Don't, <laughs> come, at, don't awesome. come at me about do not come at me about the book. <laughs> Three people on Earth have read that book. Wrong. I, a lot I of people read that book. But that's like I had no clone. idea. Totally like lie, the Clone Wars didn't. The Clone Wars happened before the Emperor was even the Emperor. No, that is true. Actually, yeah, I, that's well, actually, true. I'm tr- but he had I'm all trying to remember. He had all the powers yeah, but, and stuff in the books. But regardless of that, I, I did not like them. I don't like what they added to the lore. I thought they muddied the lore at best. I, I didn't like the look of a lot of things. I hated Dexter Jexter. I hated Jar Jar Binks. Oh. Dexter thought, oh, Jar Jar shows up in one scene. Was the dumbest crap in the world. It, it, He's a death stick. I'm not going to go back into everything I didn't like about it. It just and we, as we get closer to it, it just ugh, I just repel. Well, no, the good I, news is I think that outside of the Bad Batch, I'm pretty sure that, and the Grogu flashbacks, I think we are moving past that anyway. So that's are. part of the lore. But it is part of it, I guess. So you can't, like in my case, you know, I do have some attachment to the animated series. But, you know, I get it too. But fortunately, yeah. I don't think we're going to see a lot of that stuff no. going forward. <laughs> and again, like I yeah. like seeing I mean, Luke. That's cool. You know, and I like Grogu. Don't get me wrong. CG. But like yeah, the CG whole Luke. idea was, <laughs> oh, we're going to we're going to show you another side of the Star Wars universe that isn't connected to Skywalker. Here's a very long scene of Luke Skywalker training Grogu. And, and now we'll go back to that part that's not Skywalker. related. Oh, OK, well, I mean, it's. Skywalker shows up, but it's not connected to Skywalker in the same way that sure. it's not connected to a show. Damon, we got to we got to keep moving here because we got a bunch yeah. of people in line. But it's good to talk to you, my man. Same Adios, man. Later. Adios. Uh, like, look, I, like, I think we that came the, in. So, 
I think that the Clone Wars is a, is a fun concept. Like I, I understand the execution of the prequels is garbage. I like yeah. I, I get it. Some people like them. I don't. I get it. But like the idea that the Jedi and the Republic, soon to be Empire, were on the same side until they were betrayed. Uh, by their own army to me is super compelling. I like order 66. I think it's great where the Jedi were like, yeah, we're fighting. We're fighting against the uh, trade Federation or whoever it was, the separatists. And uh, then all of a sudden their allies turned on them. Yeah. That's awesome. So <laughs> no, like that's an awesome story. That's a, that's a, that's a great, that's a great compelling sure, story. And spent I like three movies blocking every laser that came our way. And then we got shot in the back. John to How are we today yeah, in the back? <laughs> Hello. God, they're not psychic. <laughs> Talk to us, John. How are we doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Oh, you know, we're kicking it. Doing fine. Doing fine. Yelling about Fantastic. Star Wars shit. What did you want to yell about? Um, I'm calling in for uh, someone I live with, um, Mr. Hugo Verdick. Oh, um, I assumed yeah. it was your lovely wife. Well, we got to talk to Hugo. Great. <laughs> <laughs> What's My, going on? Uh, I have an answer to the question of the week. Hit us. Oh, your uh, favorite comic tribe. My favorite um, court thing is. Court thing. I did it. Um, what was it? Oh, yeah. Court um, Batman animated series. Okay. Trial. The episode trial. Trial. Never mind. Trial. Oh, Do you guys yeah. remember that? Oh, yes. Oh man, I got to look it up now, but I know exactly the, uh, the, um, so the, the inmates take over the asylum as they are wont to do many times. And, um, they kidnap Batman and then put him on trial. Yes. And he has to sort of plead his case. And then they use the new district attorney who hates Batman as, as the, uh, as the counsel for him. And, and at the end, like they, the, the Joker's the judge and then, um, like Mad Hatter, Riddler, they're all the, um, they're all, they're like the prosecuting dirty. attorneys and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Harvey is the, is the prosecutor. Yeah. And they've then, taken so, over Arkham and they're like, all right, yep, defend Batman. Exactly. And what do you got? And so then they're, <laughs> then they're like, yeah, actually, no, we, we all fucked our own lives up. So yeah. he can, he can go. It's like actually a really, really good yeah. episode. It was we awesome. Like, in the end, the criminals are even like, uh, yeah, this is kind of our fault, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. No. That is oh, that's not true. That, Hugo answer. just said, Hugo, come here. You, yeah, come they back. They don't say he can go. They say he's not guilty, but they're still putting him in jail. Well, yeah. I mean, they're bad guys. Yeah, they hate they hate Batman. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. they're, they're going to do villains. Villains going to vill. Yeah, what but uh, yeah, that's a great answer, Hugo. Great answer, Hugo. Uh, and then good to I, talk I, to you, oh, man. Hugo, Hugo, Matt, I want to say one last thing. What'd you say, Matt? No, I just said, Hugo, good to talk to you, man. That's all. Um, and then I had one quick note. So I text Matt about this. I figure I should actually say it on the show. Um, so the end of Hawkeye. Uh, so if the Ronin in disguise was Clint mm-hmm. and uh, the, and then where he was saying, no, Hawk, uh, the big man, Kingpin killed your dad. So does that mean for those five years? Uh, Ronan or Clint was working for the Kingpin or at least a portion of that time. I don't know. Uh, the way I, the way my brain made sense of it is that the Kingpin kind of ratted out Echo's dad's crew. Yeah. Maybe had like, uh, and, and Ronan on the scent of, that of makes Echo's me feel dad. So much better. Right. Cause I hated yeah. that. Cause I don't think because, Clint, Clint was yeah, not working no, for I don't think money. he's working for the Kingpin. Okay. Yeah, no, I, that I, makes a lot on more a, sense. He's on a mission of vengeance, right? Yeah. Uh, he, I guess, 
like I don't know what vengeance he's seeking because his wife is not dead because of the mafia. But right. yeah. Uh, so the then the other thing that was weird to me was speaking of mission of vengeance is we had this really great um, end of Black Widow, which was you know uh, Julie Dreyfus saying, "Hey, uh, you know he killed your sister," and so that should be the single motivator for her. Right. And so now in this though, it's oh, I want to kill you because of that, but also I'm getting paid to do it. Like it muddied her. You know what? Yeah, that's a good, that's a good, uh, that's a good point. Like why did they have to add in all that stuff about, uh, about um, Vera Farminga hiring a black widow? That's, yeah, there, yeah. there, there is like, it's one thing to be like, all right, I'm pissed. He's, he's supposedly killed my sister. I'm going to right. get her. And like, but you know what? I'm going to look for an ad in the paper for a job real quick. Oh, look right. at this. Someone is going to look for an ad in right the here. paper. You know so I can I'm kill Hawkeye and get paid am, for it? <laughs> and I'm going to look. Sorry, go ahead, Joe. I am uniquely qualified for this very specific <laughs> job. Yeah. This very specific job that I have just gone around the globe liberating <laughs> yeah. other people from. Yeah. Right. yeah. I just didn't, I, they didn't need to do that. Yeah. And, and I get that, that like they want to tie some to Vera Farmiga, but you really didn't totally need to. Yeah. You can already see that Vera Farmiga is in with the kingpin or whatever, and that's yeah. bad. Okay. Mm-hmm. Leave it at that. That's fine. You know, and then it's tied together. Yeah. I get it. So it was a weird yeah. choice. I, I hadn't, I hadn't even thought about that, but yeah, you're totally right. Like she should have just showed up ready to kill Clint without yeah. any other, any other motivation. It the, wouldn't the, unnecessary. The, the end had that, like, you're a little kid and you've like got all your toys and yeah. then you like put them on the table and you shake up the box and yes. you dump them out. You're like, all right, yeah. and then you're fighting because of this. Right. And, and you just didn't really think it through, but you thought it made sense. Yeah. That's yeah. how that ending felt. That's kind of how I felt about great. the book of Boba Fett this week. They're just like, <laughs> all right, here's everybody. <laughs> like, and it's like if, if friggin' Darth Vader shows up at the end of this, I won't be surprised. <laughs> you, know, like, <laughs> no, you know what? Here, we, uh, here is a John, we're going to counter- keep moving, but Joe, that's fine. I got, I got to, we got to go anyway. So, Thanks, guys. Uh, well, right, this is a counterpoint for John, if you want to stay on the, the listen. Uh, from JD, got to catch. It draws a line of difference between Yelena and Nat. Uh, she made a point of resisting all other pay- paid assassinations until this one came up and gave her a lead on Clint. See, now I would have said, don't read that. Let's make him come on and talk about it. But anyway, Frank. Well, he but it's he's got to go. Frank like, point. John had to go. <laughs> so. good point. Frank, how are you, man? Hey, uh, I'm doing good. I'm uh, frozen under the uh, ice here in the Hudson Valley. Oh, yeah. We you had guys a got massive it. ice storm yesterday. Bomb cyclones. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry we to keep it. naming this stuff oh, after yeah. me. I just, I don't know why. I don't know who I pissed right? off. Oh, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> God. You. You son of a bitch. I'm in. <laughs> what are we rapping about, Frank? Uh, well, I was, I wanted to talk about Book of Boba Fett. You guys did a good job about it. I, I'm, I How do you loved feel? it. I was, Okay, um, it was one, like it was one emotional hit after the other. Yeah, and at the end of that, and that when listen, when Luke gives Grogu the option, you can have Yoda's lightsaber, or you can have this really cool little chainmail. I was like, "Why are you doing that?" He just misses his daddy. Listen, look, give him the freaking chainmail already. Well, well, and I'll tell you right now which direction that kid's gonna and go. Not He's just that, choose Mando. Not just that, like Luke, a guy who at this point has learned like okay, maybe there isn't just a, you know, a right way or a wrong way to do this. Maybe there is something in the middle. And then he turns and goes for this old school, like, no, I'm going to go back completely old school Jedi. I, like, I get it. Maybe he's lost. He doesn't know what else to do. He's trying to start a new school. So he's just teaching like how he got taught. But 
we all know the school's going to completely fail again later. <laughs> so, right, but, right. And so maybe the, I, I, why so, are you doing it the old way at this point? Maybe you're I like, hey, know. man, I, you know, maybe that was that one really had me emotional about it. I was like, come on, you know, like because because you can see he's just like, OK, he's a 50 year old kid, but he's just a kid. Right. And he just misses this man who's become his father sure, because he's never had a parent. You know, and and I I just was like so mad at Luke, and I hope at the end that that they don't really go, you know, he can continue his Jedi training without having to like really make that choice. Well, I mean, but, we all know oh, we're there gonna- are there are plenty of Force adept non Jedi's, sure. so right. like Grogu could still become a Force user without having to be a Jedi. That is true. Um, but they're trying to put Grogu in a box. That's the thing. And it's like, yeah. 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 Don't, put, um, don't put baby in a box. Come on. <laughs> right. Don't put baby uh, in a corner. <laughs> but um, yeah, like when, when, Luke, when Luke presented Grogu with that choice, I was like, he picks Mando. There's no other way that that's going to oh, be satisfying. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Damon, Damon Chan says it would be great if, yeah, exactly, exactly, Damon. Um, Damon says that uh, he wants to believe Grogu's going to steal both the lightsaber and the armor and run like hell, which is great. And then he brings, yeah, yeah, right. That'd be great. When I made that point about uh, non uh, Jedi force users, he brought up Cal Kestis, who is the lead character of the uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order video game from last mm. year, uh, which is excellent. Um, and mm. uh, quickly, uh, a, a quick little side note about that. Um, there is a droid that Amy Sedaris has in the um, Build a Hot Rod episode. Um, it's called she calls him she calls it BD, and it's like a it's okay. B, right. BD BD. Oh, with the two something. legs, yeah. yeah, yeah, with the two yeah. legs. Um, the bipedal, yeah, it was cool. a, yeah. A droid, very very much like that, if not that exact droid, oh, is yeah. your sidekick. That's right. In that oh. game. And yeah. I saw that and immediately thought, oh shit, they're going to like that droid is that's the droid Cal Kestis used because he, that, that took, uh, that game takes place right. Pa- uh, a few years, maybe past order 66. Um, so he would be old if he's still alive. Right. Um, I, I also wonder if even, I don't know if you guys have seen rebels, but I also wonder if we're going to see um, either, well, we've seen we've seen Ahsoka Tano from Rebels, from and from yeah from Rebels and from Clone War, but are we going to see? Uh, oh, I can't remember. I can't remember the kid's name. Um, the one who went out the Grand Master, Grand uh, Grand Moff Tar- not Tarkin. What, my my son is like trying to saw my neck off right now with a plastic saw. So, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, Jeffrey Ketchum. The lead character Ezra from I can't remember. Ezra. Uh, yeah, Ezra. Oh, Ezra Bridger. Ezra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bridger, right. Are we going to see him show up in the last episode, um, or are we going to see Ahsoka Tano show up in again? Because we saw her once, and did Mando say something to her? Then does she go back to Tatooine? Or like I said last week, do we see Han Solo show up, which would be oh, epic. See, uh, now I have heard I've heard all sorts of rumors uh, since this week's episode came out. Um, I, I had heard the rumor about Ezra coming and with other rebel like Star Wars, uh, Clone Wars and rebel stuff getting introduced mm-hmm. like Cad Bane. I would not be surprised if Ezra came in. Um, I yes. also did hear um, not only a rumor like I heard that it was actually confirmed that Harrison Ford mm-hmm. was coming back for a Star Ooh. Wars thing. Yeah. 
Um, I did too. I we, we that is yeah. Yes. There's there's been like and I don't know what it is of that, but I don't know. We'll see. So uh, like I don't know if it's going to be the season finale. We don't know what it is, but right. right. Yeah, Ooh, that would know. be that would be amazing. It would be amazing. We shall see. So I, I, I'm, I'm on a spotty internet right now because I have no internet in my house. I'm on my phone. So I'm going to wrap it up with cool. you guys. Uh, I want to I want I can talk about this more, but I know you got a lot of guys. But here's my answer to the week. The time that uh, Reed Richards got put on trial by the Shire for letting Phoenix. Yeah. Consume an entire planet. Oh, wait. No, no, no. That no, no, was, uh, that was Galactus. Reed, Galactus. They put, we, yeah. Reed Galactus. was on trial for for a Saving Galactus. Oh, life. for letting Galactus. Yeah, he okay, yeah. Well, that's what we, we reviewed. We reviewed th- that issue on this week's show. It was so uh, much Fantastic Four two sixty. Oh my god, it so oh, cool. it's really wonderful. It's been forty years. But, I, I gotta listen to it. But there was a trial of Phoenix. Comic, dude. The Shire did come after the Phoenix <laughs> yes, as well. The Shire did. Judging yes, everybody. I do remember that. <laughs> Frank, good to talk. They're very, right, they're right. very judgmental. Uh, I will say one last thing about Book of Boba Fett. Uh, I mean, of course, unless somebody else brings it up, but. Ahsoka, Ahsoka. Ahsoka? Ashoka. Okay. Uh, she says something like, uh, so much of uh, so much of your father. Yeah. And it's like, all right, look, I know that you were friends with Anakin, <laughs> but you saw Anakin become Darth Vader, right? Like you were there. Right. As he went from nice kid to evil son bitch. Yeah. So do not give me, like, do not give me these, like, ah, you remind me so much of your dad. Stop it. We yeah. don't want that. That's the last thing we want. Yeah. Silly. And uh, don't care about the prequels. JD, how are you, brother? Oh, shut up. Good, good, good. Um, go ahead and read my comments because my time is going to be used on uh, Substack Report. No, that's fine. We're, all, we're, we're good. You, Tell you made all Substack the points we comments. wanted to make. Yeah. Substack Report. Uh, so uh, Black Cloak 1 came out. Um, I dropped a link in the chat because I saw uh, that. This, this issue... Kelly Thompson put out for free oh, so nice. anybody can read it. Oh, we'll totally um, read that then. Yeah. Um, so I'll start with the good. Um, the story's great. The comic's great. Love the art. I think I, I posted in the fan group a one page that I thought was absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, the art looks really I, yeah, cool. I saw that. Meredith McLaren was the artist on Kelly Thompson's first comic, uh, Heart Shaped Box, okay. way back oh. in the day, that her very first work. All right, all right, all right. And to the best of my knowledge, she hasn't done a whole lot since. She mainly is just like a, an illustrator, not so much a comics artist. But um, now I may be wrong on that. I haven't done any research. But I think her style is refreshingly different. Yeah, it's and cool. Very, it's very stylized. It's very animated. It's very animated. Uh, you know what? The my, the first thing I thought of is that this looks like a, a cartoony David Aja. Look at these oh, first yeah. two pages. Absolutely. Yeah. These, this is like this diagram of the interior of the mountain. I was like, this is Hawkeye headquarters. Totally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 And so, the, and the world that Kelly's building here is, is gorgeous. And uh, she's doing a lot of really great world building in context. There's, there, there's almost no exposition whatsoever. But you are you understand everything that happens here. Oh, well, that's and the but that's the that trick, right? That's that's what everybody keeps telling writers is like, show don't tell. Yeah, yeah and Kelly does it like, amazing. God bless her for doing it. Yeah. for actually listening. So uh, the bad, uh, the delivery method on uh, comics on for Substack, Substack <laughs> is muddled. How do you now, mean? 
You've got four different options. Four? Yeah. You can choose to read it in your email. Okay. Yeah. And actually just scroll, which isn't so bad. The pages are just shrunk down. Right. Um, you can choose to read it on the web, on the actual Substack website, which that's what, yep. isn't so bad. That's, just, that's what I'm looking at now looking from at the link well. you posted. And this, does, this seems all right. I'm fine You can read this. it. You can also, when you're a subscriber, you get a downloadable PDF link. Okay. And you get a CBZ link. No, I mean, uh, you know, I, uh, you can, like I personally, I appreciate those options for yeah. people that like, like Matt and I, Matt and I, uh, in the early days of, uh, uh, tablet reading, we both got, um, uh, comic readers. Like I use a, an app called chunky that, yeah. that reads PDFs, CBRs and CBZ. Comic CBZs. extra is what I was using. Yeah. Um, I, oh, I comic used extra, comic, yeah. Z- comic zeal is one we both used for a while. I think, I think I got, um, I think I got a little butt hurt with Kelly Thompson because when she came out, she was like, Oh, here's a CBZ link. You can drop it into this amazing panels app. Yeah. And it's, and it's iOS only. Right. I mean, it's like, so yeah, give it like, I, I mean, personally, I'm not sure what the benefit would be. Uh, for choosing a CBR, other uh, 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 a CBZ, or a CBZ well, over a CBZ, a PDF. you can do the thing where you can go panel by panel. You can't do that with a PDF. Oh, maybe, right. but I mean, like, I don't think my chunky app can do guided reading, so I don't know. Right. Uh, well, CBZ but, is the only way they can do that. Where you like, I got gotcha. you. Right, I mean, I'll write it. That's fair. I, like, you know, question answered if that's true. Um, but, but. Yeah, I like I, I think the providing the options for a wide variety of users is a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Kelly actually did a, a, a survey of her subscribers of how they wanted it delivered as far as delivery schedule and page count. And her subscribers all kind of majority voted for monthly issues. So 18 to 20 pages per month, yeah. one, a, one a month. She was going to do it weekly. And just do like three or four pages a week. It's impossible to keep up. Then you're a web comic, and, and yeah. by the time yeah. I show so up, I'm just I, like, I, I like this, we? and and I feel good about the seven dollars a month I'm spending because I'm getting weekly updates from Kelly. So I'm getting covers. I'm getting the stuff that she normally puts in a usual Substack newsletter. You know, mm-hmm. updates on her Marvel stuff, which is amazing. Which I just got caught up on at least Marvel Unlimited version of uh, Black Widow, which is. I, if you're not caught up on that, or if you're not sticking with her, I've heard that's it, very good. So good, yeah. And it's I'm noticing, so good. and I'm noticing something that I love about her solo character books in Marvel. She makes them all team books. Yeah, yeah. She, you does. know, because with, with yeah, Captain yeah, Marvel, yeah. you had the the hazmat and and Spider Woman, mm-hmm. and and, uh, and with with Carol, and now we've got Yelena. And I, I'm sorry, this is the first time I've ever given a shit about. Anya uh, Spider-Girl? Yeah. Yeah, right, Anya. And then that that girl that was the the girl that got experimented on. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Whose uh, name Lucy. I'm forgetting. Uh, but yeah, what a great book. No, great book. I, and I love that. I like... I love it. With, like, I love a good, like an ensemble book. You're like, yeah, okay. Yes. It's a Hawkeye book. It's a Hawkeye book, but it's really, it's a Hawkeye and Kate book, uh, oh, yeah. but really it's a Hawkeye and Kate and pizza dog and yeah. grills. You and, gotta build a and family Barney around him. and Barney fucking Barney. Like I forgot all about Barney until I reread yeah. that run uh, not long ago. I was like, Oh, how could I forget all this great stuff with the brother? Yeah, fucking trick um, shot. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, yeah. And it's just like, uh, like I, 
to me, my my favorite, like it's it's one thing. It's fine if it's like it's Spider Man, right? He's got a supporting cast, sure, mm-hmm. but it's not Spider Man and his amazing friends, which is what I love right. about Black Widow. It's Black right. Widow and her ma- and her amazing friends, sure, and her spooky um, friends. You're right, and her spooky friends. <laughs> but that's also the smart um, way when you say like you have a character like Hawkeye, you have a character like Black Widow, and we've seen them yeah. in how many series now that we went, all right, we did that for a while, nobody yeah, bought it. It's you like, build here, a community. Like, you make them interesting yeah, right. by putting here, interesting like, people around them. And here's that a character, character that is here's a character it. that many have argued can't sustain their own solo right. project. Right. Well, I've got a solution for that. Every I'm character in that book, yeah. Mm-hmm. Every character yeah. in that book can't sustain their own their own book. Yeah, but you throw right. them all together because you've also got. Uh, sorry, but Nat's relationship with uh, Bucky, mm-hmm. I absolutely love. Yeah, and I especially love the fact that she refuses to call him Bucky. <laughs> she only yeah, calls, she calls him, him James. James. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, I love that. And I mean, their history is intense. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, I. I'm just I'm back on the Kelly Thompson bandwagon if I was never on it, uh, if I was ever off of it. But uh, (laughs) the Substack experiment so far, um, I think, is I it's 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 I'm sticking with it. Uh, The thing I also thought was interesting was all of the Substack creators released their books on the same day. Oh, really? Interesting. there was was a hashtag new uh, comic day type thing. Yeah, there was a what was it? uh, CDOS comics day on Substack. Huh. Was the hashtag? What day is it? It was. Uh, it was last Monday. Is it always a Monday? I don't they probably won't. Think so. They probably won't was, be able to stick to that. Yeah. I think is my, this is was, my guess. I don't think it's going to be the release. I think this was the. They all agreed to release their. First okay, so one. they're just trying to like. Yeah, they that's not going to be. That's not yeah. with this many different people. It's not going to be sustainable. This was just no, hashtag no, no, it, getting good eyes like, on it. It was. Thing. It was yeah. Tinian and Zadarsky and her and. Uh, I can't remember who all else, but uh, the Tinian book looks pretty good too. I might, I might check out and see if he dropped that first one for free. Yeah, I'm interested. I'm definitely interested. Um, a, a buddy of mine, uh, a buddy of mine sent us uh, like he, he shared one that maybe he shouldn't have, um, and I'll try to find it while you guys chit chat for a second. Um, the thing I think is great about these is what I'm getting from these stories and the way they're telling these stories is that they're uh this really feels like creators are getting support and resources to do unique stories for sure you know, they're really pushing yeah. the envelope and yeah. doing you know this is this feels like the early days of image you know the creator owned for, yeah for like, sure just do anything here's the money go do it and it's know? a direct tie to that creator so they know instantly right. if people like it or not and yeah. they're, i mean they're sending it directly to the fans and the money oh goes this is also them. the first time i've ever had a comic that has uh, a comments page oh it was yeah. uh yeah that's uh, cool it was <laughs> it was the tom king one uh love everlasting by tom king and elsa uh yeah, Charatier. Um, oh, Chartier? Yeah. Chartier, um, which is kind of like a kind of like a weird twisted romance thing. Ooh, um, okay. But um, like I that this is, I believe that this is a paid uh, thing. So, um, you know, I am seeing it illicitly, full this disclosure, but I'm name. just saying it, look, it looks gorgeous. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just saying like it, it, it came out and I like it looks like a great comic. Like for all the doubts I had about the um the format, right? Mm-hmm. I guess, if you will, like the, the fears that it's like, I'm going to have to read this comic book in my fucking email, which is a, of course ridiculous. Like right. why would anybody actually do that? I did. Um, 
Oh, I mean, like you can, right? Yeah. Like it's here. It's an option. You can, if you want, but like, like I know people that use their phones to read on Marvel unlimited, which just, just seems like, crazy, crazy, crazy. <laughs> Oh yeah. No, oh, like no. you would have to be on guided view. You would have to be even, reading yeah. that yeah. panel. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even understand I just, people to watch like TV and movies on their phone. Like you're insane. <laughs> no, I don't either. <laughs> I don't it's like, like, you listen to your podcast at double speed. What are you, yeah. what are you trying to like, do you, do you not care what they say? Um, <laughs> But uh, like, look for all the for all the quibbles I had about like the actual execution of the of this uh, format. Like, yeah, they're just comics, man. It's yeah, like buying yeah. a digital comic, yeah, yeah or or, exactly. or getting something off of Kickstarter or Patreon or yeah. uh, Panel Syndicate. You know, it's just like, yeah, hey, here, here, thank you for your support. Here's a file. Yeah. The only thing is, you know, everyone's got to decide for themselves how they feel about Substack as an entity. Joe, you realize uh, that we are live streaming this on Facebook, right? No, now. look, I get it. Look, I, I'm not, I am not I don't one know that we can talk. I, I think I, look, I, I, I'm, no one to, I'm not one to judge, but we, we, are, we also aren't charging people for it. Yeah, I've, also, um, but I've, I've come to the conclusion. Okay, so between Substack and Amazon and Spotify and all of that stuff, it's like, look, there's no. I, I've just really leaned into the belief that there is no such thing as ethical consumption in, in capitalism. You're absolutely right. And like I just made, I mentioned, I just mentioned Spotify earlier in the show when we were talking about Peacemaker, yeah. and it, and like that's like yeah, it's really stupid and shitty that that piece uh, that uh, Spotify is like giving money to Joe Rogan or giving yeah. a platform to Joe Rogan. It's like. Well, okay, but also me not listening to Spotify is not going to stop them. No, here's and the Joe thing, Rogan, though, as dumb as he is, is allowed to say what he's saying. Yeah, and here's the thing, though. There's a difference between giving them platforms and giving them money. Spotify gives you guys a platform. Right. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yes. I listen to you on Spotify. And that was their that was their stance is that look and, look we do not police content yeah right. uh, and, and like Substack maybe is doing the same. But they thing. didn't also back up a truck of money to your house, right? Right, but well, they did, but we don't like to advertise full of, that. Right. <laughs> does, like Matt, to your comment, like Joe Rogan has a right to say what he says. Yes, that's true. Right, but Spotify but also gave him like three point six million right. dollars. Spotify also I totally like, agree. Is in, and Substack also does the same thing with their sure. audiences, not just the comic people. It, like it is a choice, but like you say, JD, like they're like. You're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Well, and, uh, and I'm, I, was, like we are, we are having this conversation. I'm sure uh, that some people are listening to on their iPhones, which yeah. are made with slave labor in right. yeah. Bangladesh or wherever the. Now, the thing and, I've yeah, always so. said about Substack, though, is the fact that for every shithead Nazi, whatever that they you know allow on the platform, they also allow a Kelly Thompson or yep. a, or a, yes, or a, correct a Teeny Howard or you know totally. one of the you know so there's even handed, you know, it's not like we're only going to go after these creators and Spotify does the same thing. I mean, Spotify yeah. has uh, Joe Rogan, but they also have NPR. Right. And, 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 yeah. And I mean, me, I just I think like, it's important for people to be, I think it's important for people to be equipped with that knowledge. Right. 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 Um, There's the, 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 the yeah. idea of transparency. Sure. It's like, it's one thing for me to say, like, I really love Harry Potter, but I've, but fuck JK Rowling. Right. Yeah. Like I, like JK Rowling does not get any of my money. I've seen all the movies already. I've read right. the books already. Like I don't, I'm also not going to call for Daniel Radcliffe to give back every dollar he made. from the Right. Yes. Right. Right. And, right. Like, right. right. Exactly. Like, <laughs> and, and these are all justifications and you make well, your own decision about right, whether or not right, right. they they're good enough. But like, no one would ever say like, you need to go back in time and retroactively dock the pay right, of right. the gaffer. Sure. Well, uh, then, that worked he, on the prisoner yeah. of Azkaban. Right. Like it, that's stupid. Like yeah. well, these also, things are. Uh, 
Huge also, corporate mach- media machines that, right, that yes. fund the lives of thousands and thousands well, and thousands of but people. But the good exactly thing that Substack is, is doing is giving creators yeah. a real chance a, a to voice directly to connect right. with their fans and for us to directly shoot money at the creators we love. And they haven't had that before. Right. So this is, I see why they're doing it. And my I think point to the, the, the boycotting thing though, is I just, you made a really good point. My wife and I just had this discussion because we were thinking about going back to Orlando and going back to universal. Mm-hmm. And we're like, do we, and anytime we do anything related to Harry Potter, we're like, do we want to give money back to that organization? Right. And I was like, if I boycott universal, right. That's not going to put a dent in JK Rowling. No. But mm-hmm. if enough people boycott universal, it is going to hurt the 20 year old kid that plays the Ravenclaw at the butterbeer stand. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah, they don't deserve that. Yeah. The guy like, at Moe's Tavern. Already, That's not his fault. Uh, He's these, just slinging uh, duff beers. Like know? these people, <laughs> these people that are we're going to keep people moving, that JD. are still raking in billions right. of dollars. It's yeah, good, thanks, JD. Good I'll to talk to you, man. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. and I'll check out that comic for sure. Definitely. Um, but the people that are still raking in millions and millions of dollars, like they've, they're already going to be, they're already richer than our wildest dreams, right? And like, it's, it's great to have a moral stance, like take a moral stance if you want. That's great. Nobody yeah. would tell you not to call them on their but, shit. Feel free. And and if it's your choice, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. That's great. You know, good for you. And that's how I you sure, Like, I'm stuff. not, I'm not going to pay for anything on Substack, but I sure shit is going to, I'm going to read something that somebody puts in my hand. Yeah, like, yeah. definitely. Why wouldn't I? Jimbo, get in here. Jimbo, there he yes. is. How are we doing? Doing great. Uh, let's see. Question of the week. Uh, the trial took my answer, that, but makes you feel good because <laughs> people are watching the Batman anime series. That, <laughs> right. that, is, that is a great episode. It's a great episode. Oh. Uh, so, so we're going to do second second answer. We're going to go to uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Okay, a lawyer uh, develops an ability. It's called Judge Man, where he puts <laughs> you in a domain and you, they go over uh, something that you did in the past, and you got to try to argue your way out of it. Um, and if you lie or something and, you know, punishment happens, but there is ways around it. Like you can demand a retrial and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. I'll post a picture of this terrifying looking thing, uh, that, uh, the author drew for the ability. So judge yeah. man, well, that's the name of the ability. Oh, okay. The, the, he's a self, he's a, uh, a criminal defense lawyer and he kind of snaps. And he gets this ability and uses it to murder a bunch of people. Oh, okay. Like the opposite of Daredevil, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That's a good one, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like if Daredevil was the Punisher. Like if he, oh, fought, he, uh, he fought for he justice is, during the day and if he didn't like the justice, he showed up and murdered you. <laughs> oh, yeah. He is uh, very creepy looking. It <laughs> oh, yeah. looks like his arms are on backwards. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, uh, yeah it's kind of terrifying. Um, yeah, let's see. We talked all about, you know, uh, let's see, Peacemaker. We talked about... Book of Mando. Yeah, uh, the Book of yeah. Mando Fett. Yeah, Book of Mando Fett. So, yeah, uh, South Park came back this week, and it was great to have it back. Um, the Good. kids got rejected on their pajama day. Um, so that's great. <laughs> Good Lord, I didn't know South Park was still... I it is on their, 25th, they on their 25th season is what they've been promoting endlessly on yeah. my television. They're just never yeah. going to catch the Simpsons, though. They never will. The Simpsons will never Yeah, well, stop. that's kind of how that that's how that works. When yeah. you're, <laughs> They'll just never stop. The, the Simpsons will have to just stop completely for that to happen. <laughs> Frank really wants to know, does Mask of the Phantasm count as a trial? Um, uh, like the movie? I mean, I guess, like, in what context? Like, I mean, like, it was the whole phantasm was like, 
Like your judgment has come. Yeah, like, I mean, like Boss Thorne, your judgment has come. Yeah, why not? Uh, yeah, why not? Yeah. I mean, he was kind of doing the judge thing, I guess. I mean, spoilers. Phantasm has a lady. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. It, the, every, like, look, it's like a plot of a very well-known comic book right now. Phantasm shows up; they don't even hide it. It's lady. It's true. Oh. Is it still the same? Is it still the lady in the Tom King thing that's going on? Yeah, it's it's Andrea Beaumont or okay. whatever. It's, I stopped it's paying his, attention to it's it. It's his lady. It's his ex lady friend. I stopped. So, paying so, um, so they took a movie and then made that into the comic. Yeah, uh, it's more like they took uh, they adapted. Uh, mm, all right, real quick, very brief gloss over history because I have not read Batman Year Two, but Batman Year Two introduced a character called the Reaper, um, who is kind of phantasm uh, esque. And in Batman Mask of the Phantasm, it's kind of they kind of um, took that kind of design, uh, made it less ridiculous. And um, oh, yeah, attached, Reaper was attached, like bright red, had a giant red, scythe claw. Yeah, <laughs> like, really like, dumb. like right. <laughs> he wore a bright red out, yeah, bright red outfit with a hooded cape. Um, but uh, yeah, they so they kind of like took that uh, that very basic design and turned it into the Phantasm. And then added that thing about Bruce Wayne's ex-girlfriend. Ah. Um, and then they eventually introduced Phantasm into the comics proper, much like they did with Harley Quinn. Uh, so it was a wild, it's a wild journey for the old Phantasm. Here is your Reaper, who, as you can see, has to be careful oh, wow. when wiping his bottom. So Wow. Like I said, I have not, I've <laughs> never read Batman Year Two, so I don't know if that's a lady under there or not. I, like, I, I could not tell you. I have also never read Batman Year Two. Maybe that's something we need to. Um, n- no, I heard it's very terrible. Oh, really? <laughs> I, yes. I, 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 yes. No, I have, I have heard that Batman Year Two is not good. Who was Batman Year Two? Who wrote that? Um, well, Alan Davis drew it. I don't know who wrote it. Looking up right um, now. Batman Alan, Year Two. I, Alan Grant, maybe? Was Mike W. Barr. Alan oh, Dave. Mike W. Barr, yeah. Alan Davis so and Mike, Todd yeah, McFarlane. Mike W. Barr was the writer of Detective Comics at the time. Um, uh, Davis and Todd McFarlane is credited as penciler on there, too. Todd McFarlane, yes. Uh, he did a he did a little bit of it. There's, In fact, one of the covers is, to, is a Todd uh, drawing, I believe, of Batman with a gun. Not the not the one we all know of yeah, Batman with a gun. Yeah, the famous one where he's, like, pointing the gun but, right like, one, uh, like, man, I, never- I, I thought that there... Oh, no, yeah, he's got it. It's Batman holding the gun in one hand and the scythe in the other. It's the cover of the trade, actually. Oh. Um, huh. Yeah, uh, and that is, that is McFarlane. Um, he's he's holding the Reaper's scythe. It's the 30th anniversary hardcover. Um, yeah, no, I've heard Batman Year 2 is terrible. Yeah. McFarlane, Batman Year 2 with the scythe and a gun. Wow. Yep. Yeah. For reasons. I don't know. He's he's a uh, double fist in it. Maybe this is a tale's too terrible to tell. We'll have to check out. Who knows? Oh yeah, that might be it. Yeah. That might be good. <laughs> Let us know. I, I'm curious. Oh, like, I, I, and I if it's know. not, like I I would be pleased as punch if it is not terrible. But uh, according no, to our friend Seanix, it's bad. I had no idea that the Reaper was a prototype for the Phantasm. You know, maybe in my head, it, maybe it's just in my head that, okay, so because I remember, I remember, I remember seeing the phantasm in like ads or whatever, or flashbacks or the Reaper, I mean, and then I remember mask of the phantasm and I'm like, oh, that's just the Reaper. Well, that's just the Reaper. And they made it a lady. I don't know, but I could be wrong, but that's just, that's how it is in my head. Cam. We'll have to dig into it. We'll see on a later edition of tales too terrible to tell quite possibly. Yeah. I think that's uh, I think we can, we can count on that happening. I love it. Jim. Good to talk to All you, right. buddy. Later guys. Bye Jim. Lay it on me. Teach. 
You may or may not have heard we have a new contact THN link over at our website with a drop down menu. One of the things you can choose is lay it on us. We talk about a lot of stuff on this show. We don't know everything. And sometimes we'll ask you to lay some nerdy facts on us. Or maybe you need to fact check us. Maybe we got something wrong. Let us know. Lay it on us. Yes, it's true. Uh, So Anthony D., sends us an email. Anthony, I know, has been listening to the show for a long, long time. Thank you, Anthony. Uh, hey, Joe and Matt. Listening to Matt talk about Wolverine 75 from October 1993, he referred to that issue as the first appearance of Logan's bone claws. But I remember thinking that Logan had bone claws before this. So I dug through my boxes and found the Weapon X storyline by Barry Windsor Smith presented as eight-page bi-weekly installments Mm -hmm. in Marvel Comics Presents numbers 72 through 84 in 1991. Love it. When I read this in high school, my take was that it implied the claws are there already and that the scientists were unaware of it. Additionally, they're surprised by Logan's healing factor. Uh, They did not know about it or even that he's a mutant, which is strange to me. Um, I haven't read Weapon X since I was a kid, so I'd have to check that out. He's right. Like at that time. I mean, he's he's presented evidence like he dug out the evidence. Yeah. Here is his all that stuff that was like they they could only do this because he was a mutant and whatever. That was all interjected like later on. Yeah. I mean, it could just be that like Wolverine is an agent of the Canadian government. Yeah. Wasn't the deal he was working with uh, the Hudsons, right? Yeah, but he had gone and, feral, and, and then and he had the gotten kidnapped, right? Well, he went so nuts, they, and he was running around the woods, feral, and that's when Weapon X like kidnapped him and took right. him away. Well, I, I, I'll have to. Re- I uh, my pledge to Anthony is that I will revisit revisit this and um, educate myself. But here's his evidence: in issue seventy four. Uh, this is of Marvel Comics Presents now. Right. While Logan is undergoing the adamantium bonding process, there is a specific bit of dialogue that states that there is excessive adamantium buildup in his hands and forearms. Barry Windsor Smith points this out explicitly. The dialogue says, uh, technician, sorry, hand and wrist, sir, uh, scientist, plain language, please. At the plexor, blah, 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 wrist thing. Wait, uh, it. Anyway, there's excess strain. So they are talking about at the at the hands and wrists, the adamantium is behaving weirdly. It's building up in a way they did not expect, which I take as meaning not only did they not know that he had bone claws, they weren't even trying to give him claws to begin with. Yeah, I don't think so. They were just trying to coat his bones, and they were suddenly surprised to find that the adamantium was pooling up in his wrists and forearms. Uh, there's another bit of dialogue. Uh, we can't account for it. We're unable to stop it. It's his hands and wrists, excess adamantium. Uh, and then Anthony says, I'm not saying that Wolverine 75 is not the definitive first appearance of the bone claws uh, with how close this was to the publishing of Wolverine 75. I'm saying Marvel had been planning this out and the seeds are there in the Weapon X storyline. Thanks for letting me nerd out. Take it easy, Anthony. Anthony, that's, I'm gonna, I'm granting you a no prize for this. Yeah, that's I you, think you're right. Lay it on us. That was excellent. That was our little lay it on us segment where one of I mean, it's not in. really our place to, to grant us. a no prize, but I, I do appreciate it. <laughs> we um, teach yeah, you no I, prizes, sure. <laughs> but I mean, uh, considering Wolverine seventy five came out in nineteen ninety three. Yeah. Uh, Marvel comic, a uh, Weapon X came out in nineteen ninety one, and there are X Men stories that were introduced by Chris Claremont in the uh, 80s that did not pay off until like the mid 90s. So I'm going to say this is definitely plausible. In fact, I'm going to call it confirmed. 
I don't disagree. I think it's right there on the page. I mean, like I looked it up while you were talking about it and it's, it's there. They're saying it. Yeah, like, <laughs> that, like they did not expect that adamantium to pool around his uh, wrists the way it did. And suddenly they're like, oh shit, he's got claws. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't disagree with this. I'll need I to buy like, it. sit down and read the whole thing. But I do think it was definitely the idea was absolutely there. One and two, it made it very easy for them, you know, down the line to just sort of work all that stuff back into the origin. Oh, yeah, we knew he had a yeah. factor. And, you know what? We and knew. I'll say this. Uh, I'm always shocked when I am reminded how close together things happened when we were kids. Wolverine 75 fatal attractions happening only two years after Weapon X is blowing my mind. Right. Like, because to me, this happened in like an eternity too, you know, yes, <laughs> like an, an, an eternity of time has passed. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, two years. Of course, it's definitely plausible that they plan this from the start. There you go. I love that. Um, Anthony, word to you, bud. Great. Miss Branch, get Peter Parker on the phone. Yes, Mr. Jameson. All right. It's voicemail time in the ziggurat. Hey, guys, it's Jason Sachs. I'm probably just repeating what you've already been talking about a lot with your callers. But holy crap, what a weird kind of twist in the book of Boba Fett, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, I bailed after the second episode thinking, yeah, this is a Boba Fett training with the San Diego crap like that. Like, is that really interesting to me? I'm like, yeah, I just don't need that. I saw the buzz on the channels. I'm like, all right, well, I'll, I'll tune in. And all of a sudden, I realized, like, I'm not watching Book of Boba Fett. Suddenly, I'm watching Mandalorian again. And Mandalorian is like a... a better show than Boba Fett and like I totally was captivated by the Mandalorian episode and then of course the next one with Grogu and Luke is like oh my god wow like I don't care what I'm watching this is great I mean I just want to see young Luke hanging out with Grogu and offering that uh, interesting dilemma but it's like okay so did they plan it this way did they like start filming the series and said you know Boba Fett's actually kind of boring then they paint themselves in the corner like what the hell happened there i've never seen a show or anything like all of a sudden be about something else with like no explanation um what i think is funny is that, like from what i've read like no one is unhappy about it moving away from Boba Fett. like isn't that telling you the truth about like what it means to expand the smaller universe character into a big thing also kind of like okay this has been branched about before but why is tatooine the center of the entire universe yeah aren't there other planets where yeah that's a that's a alive thing. and activities happen and uh stuff like that like it was cute having the jawas be able to get any piece of equipment ever but like can't we see other planets too uh it feels a little lazy i guess anyway uh Sorry, I haven't been calling. Love the show. And um, I can't wait to see what happens this week on, what is it, Mandalorian, Boba Fett, uh, <laughs> Grogu, Star Wars Episode 10. I have no idea what to call this. Star Wars Episode 6.5. Uh, anyway, have a great day. See you guys later. Bye. Yeah, so we talked about it quite a bit earlier, but I, I don't disagree. Like, do I love what's going on. Yeah, it's very cool. But it's just such a weird it it feels like a swerve, like something happened and they swerved. And I don't know if it's, they were afraid like, Hey, this show isn't as good as the Mandalorian. Uh, no, see, uh, you keep calling it a, stuff. you keep calling it a swerve. And I, uh, I assure you 
they knew what direct these things were planned and filmed and created so far in advance of release that there is no way this is a sudden change in direction. I'm not no way. saying I agree. They planned it out, but it sure feels like they said, okay, we've got this story written up to this point. We're afraid people aren't going to dig it that much. Let's bring back Mandalorian shit. And maybe it's in production already at this point. I don't know, but they definitely made a choice to turn the camera away from the main story for a long time. Well, sure. Give us stuff that they know is safe, that they know we love, that they know we're going to gush over. And it's a weird choice. And it feels like they don't trust Boba Fett to carry the story. Uh, see, I don't know if that's the case. I, mean, I, I understand, like, your, your mind goes to, like, weird conspiracy thoughts and that's not a weird uh, conspiracy thought that's what no they it is did, a weird con- joke <laughs> if they didn't if they didn't if they didn't trust that we would like boba fett we would not have gotten a boba fett show at all they would have just delayed the season three of mandalorian and given us a mandalorian show guest starring boba fett like there nobody is rolling the dice with these billion dollar projects they're they're not there's a motivation there that we are not seeing there's a plan there that we are not seeing We'll see what it is. Have, we'll see what it is. And they have one episode to tie it up. No, they have one episode to set the stage for the third season of The Mandalorian. Yeah, I suppose. But I, I, you've got to do something to tie up Boba Fett's story. Or you carry Boba Fett's story into the next season of The Mandalorian. I, I don't see that happening. I doubt it. Why? I highly doubt Why? it. Why? Why wouldn't that happen? Because they want to tell a Mandalorian story. They're not going to have two guys running no, around. No, they the want to tell a stuff. Mandalorian team-up story starring... The Mandalorian, Grogu, Boba Fett, Fennec Shand, the cyberpunk biker gang, Cobb Vanth. Nerdbet, uh, right now, Boba Fett is not in the next season of The Mandalorian. D- done. I take that bet. Done. 100%. All right. There it is. Done. Thank you for your call, Jason. We already kind of answered our, you know, like this question when we did the show last week. Um, Not really. I have I have. Do you have one that, that you didn't read or? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then tell us. Let's hear it. Your favorite trial. Um, so, like, if, if I'm being really honest, like, my my favorite comic book trial is probably the Vance Astrovic trial, the Marvel Boy trial. But I understand that that's a kind of a, a small-scale personal story. Um, I have one Marvel and one DC, two very kind of uh, epic in their own way, sprawling trial stories uh, involving major characters. The Marvel one is very famous. It's the trial of the Phoenix and it is from the John Byrne, uh, Chris Claremont era. Uh, so very early eighties, 1980, 1981. And it is after, uh, it's after Gene has obviously become the Phoenix and turned into the dark Phoenix and eaten that planet or she ate a part rather. She, uh, absorbed a star uh, and the planet, it, 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 uh, the, yeah, the, 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 Bari, the, the broccoli people right. got fried. Uh, so the Shi'ar are like, okay, the Phoenix, uh, she's too evil, too powerful. We have to put her on trial for execution. And at this point, Jean had reasserted control, but it didn't matter. The Shi'ar snatched up the X-Men, took them to the blue area of the moon where there is air. Don't ask. Google it, kids. That's my theme for this week. Oh, the Dabari were the broccoli people. Yeah, and it's like D apostrophe B, like El Dabaj. Oh, Jessica Chastain was a Dabari in the X-Men Dark Phoenix movie. Yes, sort of. I mean, kind of. The Shi'ar take the uh, X-Men to the blue area of the moon. 
they are going to put, uh, they're putting the Phoenix on trial. Professor X invokes a challenge called a duel of honor. And the X-Men have to fight the Imperial Guard for Jean's life. And the like Beast is like, this is as close to justice as she's ever going to see because they just want to kill her, which is something we know that she are do because they tried to do it to Reed a couple years later. Yeah, they're just like, oh, justice. Yeah, murder him. Just kill him. Just don't even ask. Obviously, the Imperial Guard is far, far too powerful than that version of the X-Men, um, especially with a, a kind of like uh, depowered gene or lesser powered gene at the moment. And uh, they have Gladiator, which is kind of like a game changer. Basically Superman. Yeah. And um, when, at, when things look grim, the Phoenix comes back out. And rather than let the Shi'ar executor and rather than go dark and kill everybody uh the phoenix uses her powers to commit suicide with ancient alien weaponry that's on the moon for some reason so it's it's a very it's kind of a it's a trial and a trial by combat all in one um and so trial of the phoenix it's a great 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 story uh my dc one is uh the trial of the flash so the story of the trial of the flash is um, many, many, many issues before the end of the trial of the Flash. Um, Barry Allen is um, going to get remarried. He met a woman named Fiona, and uh, she's on her way to the altar, and they are going to get married. But the reverse Flash, Professor Zoom, Eobard Thawne, will not have it. And what uh, longtime readers will know is that Eobard Thawne killed Iris the Flash's first wife we vibrated a finger into her brain, killed her dead at a costume party. She was dressed like Batgirl. It sucks. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah. And um, there's this like epic race across the world as Fawn is running to the church so that he can just like end Fiona, turn her into a smear in the sidewalk. And Barry can't catch him. He can't catch him, can't catch him. And then finally he gets close enough to throw an arm around the reverse flash's neck and breaks his neck and kills him. Like he killed, like the reverse flash is killed accident. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think so. Was there a flash storyline where they insinuated that maybe he did it on purpose? No, I don't think so. No, I mean, I don't know. I don't remember that, but um, anyway, the flash is arrested for murder because he did like it, he had happened in public the trial is very, very long. And during the trial, like the rogues go crazy. Um, the jury is manipulated by Abracadabra. Like he's going to be found guilty. Like there's no, like there's no hope, right? Even if he's innocent, uh, Abracadabra has got the fix in. They do some wicked, crazy, like plastic surgery thing. Uh, when he has to reveal his face in court, uh, he looks completely different. He's got black hair and different facial structure. Okay, and how long did he have to heal from that? I don't know if it's plastic surgery or magic or like whatever. Like something happened. He doesn't look like Barry Allen anymore. So somebody put a whammy on his face. Yeah. Um, the Flash is found guilty, but uh, he is later reunited with his first wife, Iris, because he learns uh, that she is actually from the 30th century. And her parents uh, sent her to the 20th century as a baby or as a kid or whatever for some dumb reason. So Iris, uh, Iris's uh, 
soul at the moment of her death was snatched back to the future by her parents where she got a body and lived. And then the flash went to go live with her and they lived happily ever after until he came back in time and died during the crisis on infinite earth. Um, yeah. So uh, the trial of the flash is like probably one of the most famous uh, DC comics trial stories. Um, it's bizarre and weird. And at, okay. Who wrote this? Um, the great question. Carrie Bates. Um, maybe hold on. Carmine Infantino drew it like Carmine Infantino, the creator of Barry Allen. Uh, yeah. Carrie Bates. Yeah. Um, like they had, they brought back Carmine Infantino and he did a run. He did a long run on the flash before the book end that, that book ends the flash ends with Barry flash three fifties, the final issue. It's like, well, I guess I'm going to go to the future to live with my not dead wife. Good thing I didn't murder the, marry that other lady, uh, right? It, it's just like it's it's bizarre and it's too long. And I don't. I think parts of it are like pretty bad. Um, but it's the first issue of the Flash I ever owned is the issue where Barry breaks the Reverse Flash's neck. And then the next one I had is is smack in the middle of the trial. It is the first appearance of Big Sir. Uh, the guy that has no business being dressed up as a supervillain and sent on adventures because he's mentally handicapped. He's got brain damage. I can I can tell you that my love of the Flash was born with Wally West, not this this stuff. But um, yeah, it's like those are two great examples of famous Marvel and DC trials. Um, I kind of have this like morbid desire to read all of the trial of the Flash, and I I think maybe it. It might be on the DC app, and I'm going to look for it. There's 27 damn issues of this trial. But yeah, 27 issues. It's it's a whole lot. That was a whole lot, and you took us through the whole damn thing. Thank you for that. Yeah, my answer is, is yeah, X-Men 200. No doubt. The trial of Magneto. Far and away my favorite. I love it so much. All right. Joe Patrick, before we get out of here, set these kids up with a new question of the week. The word is, it's going to be Valentine's Day related. Oh, my gosh. Yes, this week's question is inspired by love. We want to know your favorite unlikely or unrequited comic book romances. So, characters that you characters that ended up together in comics and you were like, "Oh, that's kind of interesting and weird, but I like it." Or characters one character loved the other, it never happened. Not something that you wanted to happen. Something no. where, like, they they foreshadowed it, like somebody had the hots for somebody. They, they, it was a will they, won't they, and they didn't. Right. A will they or won't they, and they didn't. I right. Love it. So, unlikely or unrequited romances in comics hit us. Awesome. We'll do it next week, right here on Cover to Cover. This week on the regular show, we're back to reviewing new comics, and we're going to do a little comic pushers for our friend Sarah King for Patreon Extra, where we suggest some Doctor Strange reads, which should be a ton of fun. Now, we talked about a bunch of comics on this show, so go check our show notes. We've got a little section called Required Reading with a list of all those comics, links to them, so you can check them out, too, and you will you can be nerds like us someday. And I keep telling Matt, show. he does not have to list every comic just the comics we recommend. Yeah, I, I don't list. I don't list the garbage. No, nah, I don't you, list garbage. You, you used to list just anything that got mentioned. Well, I mean, like if we talked about it a little bit, yeah. I mean, I, people want to check it out. So that's, that's not a recommendation. 
Sure, it's required reading, regardless. So, okay. yeah, I mean, the trial of Flash is going up there, and this looks like crap, buddy. <laughs> okay. I mean, look, I get, like, trial of Flash, I get. <laughs> so, we'll be back next Wednesday to do that. Thank you so much to everybody that called in, that chatted with us, that left us messages. We don't have a show without you, cats, and uh, you're the only reason we're still doing this, quite honestly. Well, I mean, yeah. Why? Why else would we do it? I know. If I we didn't think have an audience of people that wanted to, because we were getting to. paid. Yeah, I guess would be another reason. Oh well, I mean, that would be a that would be a great, wonderful. People reason. People don't put I, dogs to sleep at the animal shelters because they like it, Joe. They do it because it's their job, and maybe some of them like it. You know, well, <laughs> Let's I mean, throw that out there. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. Thanks again for playing, kids. My name is Matt Bomb. My name is Joe Patrick, and this is the Two Headed Nerd signing off.